my end goal with client deliverables is always to make it organized and to make it as easy as possible for my client. So as easy as possible for them to get what they need. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. Today we have a topic that was actually suggested to us by a listener who uh, sent in an email, which was exciting. We're always keen to hear your ideas for topics or anything you're struggling with that you think maybe hearing an episode about could help. This one is going to be about client deliverables. We got an email from someone with the initials CKG. That's how they signed it off. So, so that's what I'll read out. <laughs> yep. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but the gist of it is they said that uh, is there any chance that you have done or might be doing an episode on how to package files for a client or even what files you would need to provide for clients? They explained that they've just been doing little projects but worried that they're not being professional enough with deliverables. And I think that is definitely a good thing to think about when you're getting started freelancing. It's definitely something that I, I guess, panicked about when first starting out and wondering mm -hmm. how do you send these files to a client in a way that's super professional and that gives them everything they need. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. First though, Fem, how has your week been? I know you're a little bit sick at the moment, so... But how's that been going for your side projects and stuff? Yeah, the tables have turned. Now it's my turn to be sick. Yeah, I'm always the one who's sick. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm blaming the arrival of spring and the pollen in the air. So apologies if I sound a little nasally throughout this episode. Um, but, yeah, I've come down with a little bit of a cold, which has mostly disrupted my sleep, actually, rather than work, which is kind of annoying. Uh, I did work yesterday from the office, and as the day was progressing, I was sniffling more and more to the point where I was like, I think I should probably go home now. I yeah. hate being that, like, sniffly person in the office, and everyone is, like, giving you side eye, like... Yeah, like, you're getting me sick now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm going to work from home today and uh, keep my contagiousness to myself. But sickness aside, everything's going really well. Uh, side projects are ticking along. I just finished up this morning writing an article for my newsletter tomorrow, which is about attention. And Ooh. most of my articles lately have been sort of quite how-to or like why you should do this thing. So they're, they're not listicles, but, you know, there's really clear takeaways. But this article that I've written about attention feels a little bit more like a personal essay. So I'm kind of interested to sort of test that and see how that goes with my list and see if they resonate with it or not. So yeah, kind of like anxious, but looking forward to sending that out tomorrow morning. I think that they will resonate really well with that. People like hearing personal stories, you know? And so, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. I'll be checking my inbox in the morning. <laughs> oh, too kind. What about you? How are you going? I'm going to see you again soon, right? It's crept yes. up. Uh, in like two weeks time or something we will be together in Amsterdam Yay. because I'll be heading over for VidCon Europe where I'm on two panels and hosting a workshop about branding which is exciting. How is your preparation going for that? Well I currently don't know yet if I'm going to be able to have an HDMI port to plug into in the room so oh. preparations are not really going at the moment until I figure that out but I have a base presentation that I did at a meetup a couple of weeks ago now that was like a test for this, I suppose. So That's I'm not right. feeling too worried about it. I feel like it is going to be a bit of a mess, if I'm honest, <laughs> but it'll be a good mess. <laughs> I love and it. I'm, I'm hoping that the audience will be responsive and will like um, join in the discussion as well. 
I have something to sh- exciting to share with you, though. Oh, yes. Is that last week I coded a web page for work. OMG. You're amazing. You did it all by well, yourself? Uh, I wouldn't say all by myself. <laughs> I had a lot of help from Dylan, who is the, uh, the designer that I work with at ConvertKit. And he has also been the one coding my designs uh, up until now. And he definitely helped me out with a lot of the tricky bits and with the more stuff like merging it into the site, etc. But for the most part, I did code it and I'm very, very pleased with that. And if anyone wants to look at it, it is at convertkit.com slash conference. It's a one pager for the ConvertKit conference that's coming up in June, which I really wish I could go to. It's on at the same time as VidCon. So unfortunately, I can't be there, but there's going to be so many amazing speakers so if, if anyone's into online business and blogging or anything like that and can get to Boise in June, I think you should go. And I'm not just saying that because I work there. No, I mean, I looked at the speaker lineup when the page went up the other day and it looks like such a good lineup. I, I wish I could go. It looks super, super good. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah, very excited about that and pleased that I got to code the page. Yes. And so like you've mentioned to me off the podcast that you've been using Treehouse to learn how to code. Yeah, I have. It's been awesome. I'm going to film a video reviewing some of the courses that I've taken, but yeah, it seems like a really great way to learn code, I suppose. They've got a lot of really good structure on there for me because I do need structure when I'm learning. And it's a bit of a mix of video lessons combined with then testing the knowledge that you've just learned too. So it's cool. Cool. Yeah. Learning to code is sort of on my list this year. So yeah, maybe I should give Treehouse a go. You should definitely give Treehouse a go. Let's talk about client deliverables. This is something that I feel like I've been slowly improving with each client project that I do. And as we've talked about before, I'm not super focused on client work, so I I probably don't have as much expertise in this area as you do, Femme. But yeah, it's something that I worried about starting out. How did you decide, first of all, what files to give to a client? Because I know sometimes if it's like, I need a poster or whatever, obviously you're going to send them the PDF to be printed. But then it's like, do you also send the working file? And if it's branding, how many different exports of the logo do you do, etc.? If it's the web, what assets do you export or do you leave it up to the developer? I don't know. I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, it really depends on the project. And I have to say that this is something I'm still figuring out over time. And my end goal with client deliverables is always to make it organized and to make it as easy as possible for my client. So as easy as possible for them to get what they need. And so for example, if I am delivering a a website design, then I will make sure that I go through and export all of the icons so that they can just, you know, the developer can grab the icons themselves as opposed to having to export them on their own, which can be quite time consuming for them. So yeah, it depends. I mean, I usually... I usually don't send over source files unless there's, I mean, there's some obvious exceptions if it's a web website. So if I've designed a website, then I do send my sketch file because often the developer needs that to, in order to code the website. Yeah, of course. And there have been a few cases where I do send over the source file um, for, for like a print project. I guess it's not a print project. I mean, I I did it in InDesign. So for example, uh, the client wants a template for something. So maybe a template for resources that they're creating. So a PDF template. And so then I'll send an InDesign file because they want that as a template that they can reuse. Uh, but, but you're right. Like if it's something like a poster that needs to be printed, then 
they don't necessarily need access to the original source file. So then in that case, I'll just send the PDF with all of the specs for the for the printing. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's how I go about it too, is just judging what the client needs to be useful at the end. And I don't believe that just because they've paid for the work, they've also paid for the working files. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for in a case where it is like, I don't know, an invitation or a poster or something, I, yeah, I wouldn't send over the source files unless they wanted that included as part of the brief and I'd probably charge extra for it because then they could take that design and modify it or whatever. And that's, you know, and more value you're providing them. So I think it's fine to charge extra for. Or am I just being mean? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I think that's totally fair. And I have a friend who does motion graphics and he sometimes struggles with this too because sometimes the client wants, like specifically asks for the, the source file and they'll ask that like halfway through a project and it's kind of like warning bells like, oh, what are you going to do with it? You know? And so I think now he sort of builds that into his contract or sort of establishes up front whether they're going to get access to the source files or not. I mean, I think from a client perspective, they they just assume that they're going to get everything, right? Like they're just going to get everything related to to that project. And so they assume that the source file is included. But more often than not, I would be inclined to not send them the source file, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. I have a space in my contract for deliverables where I list out everything that I'm going to provide them. So say, for example, this branding project I did last year, I listed that there will be exports in JPEG, exports in PNG, exports in SVG, etc. And I listed like all the separate things that they'll be getting so that then the client can look at that list and check that everything they might need is on there because if it's not there, they're not getting it. Yeah, I think that's really smart. I mean, you're making it super explicit and being upfront from the beginning about what they're going to get and what they're not going to get. And, you know, if they have a problem with that, then the perfect time for them to raise that is at the start anyway, before you get started. Like you may as well clear that up at the beginning. So that's really smart. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to figuring out what deliverables the client might need, because sometimes they don't know, you know, if they're just asking you for the project, they don't actually know what they need to be getting out of it. Yeah. In branding, I guess think of myself when I've used other brands assets and I give everything that I might possibly need because I know that that's what any designer they work with in the future might possibly need for this branding project actually as a bit of added value I exported some that were already logos that were already sized to post on their social media as well to swap out their profile picture that's nice that was like a nice little touch that I thought I could do for them to save them you know having to put that together themselves so I mean, for a logo, I I don't do much branding work, if ever, really. So for a logo, I would assume that you would hand over the source file of the logo, the Illustrator file. Yeah, well, you hand over an, I hand over an EPS anyway, seems to be the way that Mm -hmm. it's done. I don't know why, to be honest. That's just always been the thing that I've seen in logo packs. So that's what I've always done whenever I've designed a logo, which admittedly has not been that often. But yeah, hand over the EPS. That is a working vector file that you could go in and edit if you needed to. But it's not it's not designed to be edited, you know? Like, that's not the purpose of right, it. Right, sure. And do you leave annotations throughout the file? Like, if I've designed a website, I'll sometimes leave little annotations off the side for the developer? Oh, yeah, in a website, I probably would. Or I might um, leave notes and envision with it, like, at various points. Depends on who I'm working with and, like, who the contractor is that I'm passing off to. If it's a, a developer that I work with a lot, I will be a bit more more, 
more lax, I suppose, about the notations because they already know my style and I feel like I don't have to explain as much. Another thing with branding though is that I always provide a brand guidelines, which is sort of like instructions for using the file. And I do this actually internally with a lot of templates I create for the wider team to use at, at my job. I'll, like, I won't make like a PDF document with guidelines of how to use this template I've created or whatever. Right. But what I will do is write up a post in Basecamp with instructions on like, here's a template and here's what you should be doing with it. Here's what you should not be doing with it. And if you find it's not working, then get in touch with me. So being really clear with the documentation so that when the client has the deliverable, because in this case, my team is like the client, you know, um, that they know what to do with it and that it can be useful for them and that it won't, they, they're not going to accidentally change something that they shouldn't or whatever or use it in a way that it wasn't intended. What about, like, to me, this is kind of related. Say you were doing a logo project and you were sending work you know, in stages throughout the project to get feedback on. Mm -hmm. How do you do that and avoid the client, like just running with what you've sent them as a work in progress and like making their own changes and things like that? Do you do something in particular to avoid that happening? That's such a good point. So for any sort of print or or any sort of design really that's not a website, I would say, because a website I would present in something like Envision so that they can scroll through it in their browser yeah. and see it in there. But yeah, in that situation, I, what I tend to do is lay it out on a PDF. So it'll have my name and logo or whatever and the date of the proof on it. They could obviously, if they were smart, go and open that PDF in Illustrator and extract some vectors for it or just take a screenshot mm -hmm. and start using the work in progress design. It's really hard to combat that sort of stuff but again that's why it's so important I think to take payment at the very start of a project like just to go off on a bit of a tangent just I don't know just in case most people are honest most people are not going to do that but on the off chance then at least you've been paid for um, you know a portion of the work up front but yeah I, I put it on a pdf so that it's got almost a frame around it and it's framed as a proof and I'm not just dropping the file itself into um, the email or whatever on its own yeah, that makes sense. So kind of wrapping it into a sort of presentation almost. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that. I don't know if it warrants being called a presentation. I'm probably not quite that good at, at that <laughs> yet, but that would be the ideal is to wrap it more as a presentation. Do you do that as well for like the final sort of handoff deliverable? Do you sort of take everything that you've got and create some kind of like presentation or like package and be like here you go here's all the stuff or do you do you then just drop them in as attachments into an email or into a dropbox folder H how do you handle the actual delivery of all of the files at the very end of the project that's a really good question um okay so i guess the only project most projects that i've done freelance to be honest have only had one deliverable at the end like it's just here is the file you need to print or whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, for the most part, anyway. For one in particular, though, I just laid it out in an email and, like, walked through and had a link to download each piece, like, in each section that I was talking about. But I, that's not a way that I would suggest other people to do it. Uh, what I would suggest is a deliverables page that actually um, I was sent myself when I hired our friend Austin Saylor to animate my logo for the start of my YouTube videos when he provided the deliverables to me. 
what he did was have a web page that he so he sent me a link in an email and that had um, instructions on it it had links to download the deliverables and yeah like I said instructions for use and examples all laid out there and it was so professional and amazing and that's definitely something that if I did more freelance work that is what I would go for because that is a URL that I can still go to now if I for some reason lose the files and need to download them again you know um, I can go find them find it there and it all the instructions are there too, all in one place. It was super amazing. Yeah, that's what I like the most about that is that it's it's there in case you forget or need to re-download something. Like it, it's very easy to lose that stuff in your emails. So it's nice that you know that it's there and that you can go back there to, to re-download stuff if you need it. And not only that, but I feel like that is super professional. I mean, I've never had someone do that for me and I'll admit, I, I don't do this either, but it's something that I really do want to do. I think it's a super nice, clean, professional way for your client to sort of understand, you know, here's all the deliverables and here's what you should and shouldn't do with, with them, etc. And yeah, I just find that that's super nice and clean. So that's something that I really do want to bring more into my process. Uh, I think just as an added side note, I would probably also recommend making it password protected so yep. that other people don't accidentally stumble across it and start downloading assets that are not meant for them. Uh, yeah, I think that's just an important note to add there. I actually want to bring in, I know we normally bring in tweets at the end, but this is highly relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, our friend Levi replied when I tweeted out asking how our listeners currently provide deliverables and if they've got any advice to share. Levi sounds like he has an amazing system in place that I want to tell you about. He says, I set up a page on my site with a password and then the, embed the elements with use case guidelines and download buttons. So that sounds similar to um, what Austin was doing. And then he says, I make my download links with Dropbox share links and change the zero at the end of the link to a one so that it downloads immediately rather than, I guess, clicking it and then wow. it takes you to the Dropbox interface and you click download from there. I so, did not know that that was a thing. Me neither. I was like, that's an amazing tip, Levi. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome because I think that's what I would do as well is I would have a page and then I'd have links probably to a Dropbox folder where they can go yep. and download them. But yeah, that sounds super smart for them to be automatically downloaded. Yeah, I like so that. smart. I was like, whoa, mind blown. Dropbox seems to be quite a popular one for um, deliverables and providing them, I guess because it is quite a easily accessible uh, cloud hosting tool. You know, it seems to be the popular one. Taryn also said that she puts everything in a Dropbox folder and that she has subcategory folders for uh, web, print and vector versions along with one for any documents that contain things like the contract, a branding kit and also a thank you graphic with my information in case they ever lose it. Cute. Which I like. So that means that Taryn's branding and her contact details are forever attached to this project, you know, in the client's files, which can only be a good thing, right? Yeah, totally. I, I really like that idea of kind of having a shared place with you and your client that just has all of the information you could ever need, including things like the contract and the proposal and stuff like that. Because yeah, I think it's a really nice touch. I think so too. And then they can't say that they've lost it or anything because you can just be like, oh, well, you know, it's just in our shared project and it's there and accessible in case you ever need to reference it. So it's a super, super nice idea. I I do have a shared project with my current client except it's in Dropbox paper which is huh. like 
an extension of Dropbox. It's kind of like Google Docs. And so in that shared project, we have worksheets, which is kind of like client homework, I guess you could say. So stuff that she has to fill out that gives me more information about her and her business, etc. And so I have that in a shared folder with her so that we can both reference it whenever we need to, which is nice. That's cool. That's sort of like a deliverable that the client has to give to you. <laughs> yeah, in a way. Yeah. I've also heard of WeTransfer being a nice way to transfer files across. Yes, I haven't I used about it that until now. Yeah, I haven't used it personally to deliver files to clients, but uh, I've worked with one freelancer who's used that to deliver the, the files to me. So I was the client in that case. That's actually, now that I'm thinking of it, that's how I used to send files to clients because I actually only got a paid Dropbox account about, I don't know, three months ago. Oh my God. <laughs> until then, I wasn't really using Dropbox right. much. Uh, so I would use WeTransfer to send files. The problem with that though, I think, is that if it's if you're on a free WeTransfer account, the link does expire, I think after, I, I don't know the time frame, oh, maybe it's like two weeks. I didn't so know So it's not one of those things that the client can always go back and download from. I think unless the person signs up for a, like a premium WeTransfer account and then it's like kept indefinitely. Interesting. I hope that's all correct. I hope I didn't just lie to everyone. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like we're both in favor of having the files accessible from somewhere in the cloud, like all the time yes, as, opposed, as opposed to just sending it buried in an email somewhere and then they always have to fish up that email eventually to find the assets again I think it's nice to have it somewhere in the cloud where you know maybe not necessarily both of you always need to have access but it could just be a folder that you sort of gift them and then they can always access it whenever they need to and they don't always have to rummage around in their email or, or files or whatever. Do you know what I think another benefit is of delivering files via the cloud like that too is that if you send the files off and then you realize I don't know you've forgotten something or there's a small error you need to fix you can just swap that file out in the cloud and the client can download it from there and you might even you know make that change before they send it and it saves you having to then be like oh whoops sorry no this is the real zip file that is so <laughs> true yeah I just recently sent a deliverable to a client over the weekend and it was a pdf and I just attached it as an attachment to an email but now after this discussion I really want to go back to my computer and just create some kind of shared Dropbox folder between us and you know be able to upload uh, upload deliverables into there over time and that is nice to know that you know if you do realize that maybe you uploaded the wrong document or the wrong version of it perhaps you can just quickly swap it out and it's not a problem. Yeah I was just about to say that I think for single files it's fine to send in an email but actually do you know what I think if a client is paying you you know a large sum of money to design a file mm -hmm. and even if at the end of it they're just getting this one thing I think presenting that on a page like we've talked about the Austin and, and Levi do and many others of course in the freelancing industry if you send the file to them with instructions on a dedicated landing page it's just going to feel much more special I think than simply the attachment in the email. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. And so what would you do in the scenario where maybe you're working with a client over time? Would mm. you just, you know, tell them to go and check out the, like refresh that page when you've put something new up there? Or how would you deal with that? I don't know. It depends on what the deliverables are for that client and how big they are. 
you know yeah like you might want to treat each one as a separate project so each one has a separate page and you're just sending them a new one each time you know because it's a new totally different thing yeah or, or if it's the like an extension of the same project then maybe it stays on the same page i don't know but i think you do the page per project rather than per client right that's okay. what i'm trying to spit yeah, out of my yeah. mouth <laughs> no, no no yeah that's that's i guess what i was trying to ask i wonder i haven't been in this situation but maybe somebody listening has where they've worked with a really high profile client and you know maybe it's a bank or something and they have really strict you know security things in place and so in that scenario maybe there's certain rules that you have to follow when it comes to delivering files like they might not be super comfortable with you putting it up on your own website you know stuff like that so yeah that's a good point that is probably something you should worry about and I I guess you'd play it by ear right yeah, like, depending on the client. I think always just make sure that the client is comfortable with that if that's something you're going to do, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think if the page is password protected though, you'd be okay because it's the same really ascending a uh, Dropbox link. I think so. You know? Yeah. Like you've got to get the files to them somehow. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, exactly. I guess it's just something to to keep in mind if you are working with a high profile client. Yeah, I'm just glad that we are now in the day and age when we can deliver files by the cloud and aren't having to, you know, send a USB stick or a compact disc. Oh my gosh, a floppy (laughs) disc. Imagine having to send your files on a floppy disc in the post. Wow. (laughs) People had to do that back in the day, Charlie. Yeah, I know. We're making ourselves sound really young, I'm sure, by talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm always down for that. Okay, so after this chat about deliverables, what are some improvements you're going to make to your process? Like what, what actions are you going to take? Ooh. I don't mean to be like bossing you around because I'm going to take some as well, but I'm just keen to hear, I don't know what you want to put in place after talking about this. No, this is good. Uh, I think what I want to do is definitely create a landing page for my current client that I'm working with and have that as sort of a go-to place so that she can, you know, go there and download all things that she needs to download. And there's instructions and steps and supporting uh, content to to help her understand how to use the assets, etc. I would really like to do that. I think I'd also like to create a shared Dropbox with her so that all the files like live in there and then that can be linked to from that landing page. Yeah, that's like the main thing that I would really like to do. And I've been talking about doing this for a while, about having a sort of dedicated landing page to deliver files to my clients it's just something that just has fallen on the wayside you know especially when it comes to the end of a project and there's a deadline and I'm like oh they just really need this file so I'm just going to send it to them in the most efficient way possible and just don't have the time at the end of a project to start putting a nice pretty landing page together but that said I know that it's worth putting the time into and so I'm going to try and be more mindful about doing that for clients going forward and perhaps setting that page up at the start and making that clear at the start, like, okay, well, I've set up this page and this is where you'll be able to go to see uh, or or have access to the files as they, you know, come out throughout the project. So I think establishing that more at the start rather than just something I quickly throw together at the end will be a lot better. Yeah, I think, too, making a template before you need it, you know, so that when it comes time to deliver the files, all you need to do is put the text that you would have written in an email into that page and put the file in there instead of in the email, and it won't be such a big job. 
I like the idea of using that page for proofs along the way as well, actually. Mm. And it's that being the place to deliver stuff throughout the project. Because obviously you're only going to hand over the final deliverables at the end after they've paid, as we've talked about before. Yes. But uh, yeah, using the page as you go to show them proofs as well could be really cool. Yeah, I really like that. So would you keep the proofs up there like indefinitely or would you take them down after they've been proofed? I think I would take them down because at the end of the project, they're not useful anymore to the client. Right. You know, what they're wanting to access at the end is the final files and the instructions they need to use them. So the proofs aren't really relevant, but that's okay. You can just change the page as you go along. So what's going to be the main improvement that you would like to do? I want to do the same. I want to make sure that if I do work on a client project, I'm sending it via a page on my site and I've got a WordPress site and I'm pretty sure it's very easy for me to actually just start a new page and put stuff in there. Um, I'm not 100% sure how to password protect it at the moment, but I'm sure there's a very easy plugin. And I'm sure that now I've said that many people will tweet me and tell me what plugin it is I'm supposed to use. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I've got no excuses for not doing that for my next client project. So yeah, this has been a good chat and I feel inspired by it. I think I also just in general want to have a better client process in place like with a form on my website etc so that's that's just something I need to work on in general but yeah for the deliverable side definitely a template nice sounds like we kind of both have the same takeaway yeah I'd love to hear anyone listening if you want to add to this discussion on how you send deliverables if there's anything else any other ideas maybe you have for us that you want to share please feel free to tweet us at designlifefm And I'd also like to hear how anyone else is going to improve their deliverable process after hearing this too. That might be really interesting to hear about. Yeah, I would be super interested to hear. Cool. So I think that's a wrap on this week's episode. As Charlie, you mentioned, we would really love to hear if any of you listening have anything else to add or maybe what you're going to take away from this episode. You can let us know on Twitter at DesignLifeFM or you can send us an email. Uh, you can do that from our website, which is designlife.fm. I think also to DayFM, you have a very exciting iTunes review to read out that we sort of mentioned we'd do last week. We love getting reviews on iTunes. It really helps get the show out there because every time someone rates it and writes a review, iTunes sees it as more worthy, I suppose, to um, <laughs> be placed in other people's to be placed in other people's feeds and to be yeah served up to them as something of interest so do you want to read it fam or do you want me to read it since you're a little bit sick no it's okay i will read it everyone will just have to handle my nasal (laughs) nasaliness Uh, so this is a review from laura the lettuce great username laura and she says design life is a fantastic podcast by some wonderful women i'm a podcast addict but found it hard to relate to lots of popular design podcasts because they focus on traditional agency or client-based design and always are from the perspective of established designers design life opens up the conversation to emerging designers and shows ways to get fulfillment from side projects as well as non-traditional ways to work as a designer Both of these ladies are motivating, easy to listen to, and provide tips that are genuinely useful to my situation as an emerging graphic designer. I've recommended this podcast to countless friends as I've binge listened from the beginning. Thanks, girls. Thank you, Laura. That is such a lovely review. I love hearing that people like the we're not 
these super successful established designers you know because it makes me feel better about not knowing everything like with this episode neither of us have great client deliverable processes in place at the moment but we're still able to talk about it and share ideas and gather ideas from anyone listening and so i really appreciate that i don't know our listeners like that about us (laughs) yeah totally and i think that's what makes our show unique too is that we're really open about not knowing everything and we learn a lot on this show probably just as much as you listening learns as well so I think that's also really nice yeah so thank you for that review Laura and like I said reviews and ratings really help us out so if you want to head over to iTunes and do that we'd really appreciate it all right catch you next week bye fam feel better thank you